This is Viterbi Voices, your chance to hear stories about research, classes, student life, and more. Directly from our students, faculty, and other members of our engineering community. All right here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. Welcome back into Viterbi Voices. I am one of your hosts. My name is Paul Ledesma, Director of Undergraduate Admission here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. My name is Audrey Roberts. I'm a senior studying mechanical engineering here at USC. And this is a special, special, special edition of the Turby Voices. And this one is all very relative to what's going on this weekend, this week. In uh, every household in the country, it's all about voting. It's all about getting out there and having your voice heard. And no better person to bring this episode to us than Mahima. You want to introduce yourself, Mahima? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Mahima. I'm a junior studying industrial systems engineering here at USC. So before we have you get out there, Mahima, and, and, and bring us through what I think is a really amazing uh, se- set of segments on voting, um, not only relative to USC, but relative to the country, uh, I think one thing that we want to do is make sure that we tell everybody to go vote. And, and off the bat right now, what do you want them to know about finding resources to go vote, how to go vote, and obviously everything's different based on counties and states. So we got people all over the country. Yeah, I think the first thing I would say is don't be overwhelmed. I think what's been really great about this election cycle is that there's a lot more voter engagement. So simply just Googling your state and how to vote will get you to the Secretary of State's website. If not, there are plenty of resources out there, especially for USC students. If you're listening, USC has done a really great job of getting their students the resources. And Going back to why people should vote, I think uh, we talked about this before, but I feel like a lot of people have either been soured by the political process or just frustrated with it. But this is your opportunity. If you feel like you want change or you feel like the country is going in the right direction, you can tell the country what you want to be doing. Your voice is your voice is your vote. And it's incredibly important. It's not only a civic right. I feel like it's also a civic responsibility. Absolutely. I'm sorry. sorry, I just want to add on to that. If you're a USC student, Mahima and I mentioned this, but at this point, you need to go vote in person, probably. The Galen Center is open for voting, and if you're not a USC student, you can figure out your voting information at IWillVote.com. It's a nonpartisan resource that has everything from how to turn in your ballot to voting in person. If you're listening right now, go on to that phone web browser, IWillVote.com, IWillVote.com. Um, Mahima, to, to, to jump off of one of the comments that you mentioned is one of the most frustrating things to me where people say, I hate politics. It's, it's not a, it's not a sport. And, and I think, unfortunately, people think they want to opt in or opt out of this process. And the people that opt out of this process tend to use that, that, uh, excuse. And I, what I don't think they realize is that the fact that they're opting out is what's making politics that way. Uh, the fact that people are fighting over what, 30% of the, of the electorate, like people, <laughs> only 30% are voting approximately like that. I mean, this is, this is ridiculous and we need to get out there and vote. And I think that's a nice segue into what is this episode all about? Because you broke this down into three specific segments. Tell us what they should be listening for. Yeah. So um, Audrey and I have a really great discussion in this podcast about 
being in swing states, we talk about a lot about how it's different from being in college during the election. I mean, you're in Pennsylvania right now, like one of the most heated and targeted states happening today. Yes, it's it's quite crazy. I told Audrey about how every single day when I open the mailbox, I get at least like two to three mailers talking about who I should vote for and why. And we talk about swing states. We talk about how we chose to vote this year, which was vote by mail, which a majority of USC students do anyways. We got to talk about some of my work I've done um, with different campaigns. And we also talked about Vote SC and all of the resources that they're providing to help increase voter engagement at USC. And I think just to add on to that, I think an important message um, from this podcast is that, frankly, I think Mahina and I have been disappointed at the level of engagement we've seen from our engineering community, typically, not, not just in politics, but in policy, et cetera. And Mahima said it really well in the episode. As engineers, we're one of the most well-equipped groups to go in and make policy changes in certain areas. You know, Mahima was talking about as an industrial and systems engineer, she could go make our election processes more efficient. So I think as engineers, we should be excited to vote and excited to, to have our voices heard. And one of the things we talk about in this podcast too is engineers, USC engineers have not turned out in the past. So now's our time. Everyone go vote. If you're a USC engineer, if you're anyone, go vote. Absolutely. Well, let's get out of the way and hand it over to you, Mahima, to take us through this really great conversation and episode all about voting. If you haven't done so already, go to IWillVote.com and we'll see you on the back end for a little more discussion. All right. Hello, Mahima. I'm so excited to be having this discussion day. So we are two days until the election day. And I know this is uh, an important topic for, for you and me. Both of us are from swing states, although I think uh, Mahima's swing state probably takes the cake in this election. Um, so do you want to just, everyone on the podcast, I think, knows you at this point, but do you want to just introduce yourself and, and then we'll get rolling? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Mahima. I'm a junior studying industrial systems engineering, and I am from the swingiest of states, I would say, Pennsylvania. Um, There's been a lot of talk about Pennsylvania being a very influential state in the presidential election. And um, on top of that, um, my congressional district is also going through an election as well. That's awesome. Well, (laughs) awesome is one way to put it. um, Yeah. And of course, um, I'm Audrey and I'm from um, Denver, Colorado originally. So uh, definitely grouped as one of those swing states, although um, not quite, as Mahima said, not quite as swingy as Pennsylvania this year, um, but still um, important Senate elections, obviously still important in the in the presidential election. Um, so yeah, we're here today talking about voting. I think it's the most important thing right now. So to start off, I guess, you're taking school um, back at home in Pennsylvania um, this semester. What's it like being in Pennsylvania before this election when, like you said, I think Pennsylvania is widely considered the state that's going to tip the electoral college one way or the other? Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because my parents have voted and they're very engaged in what's happening, but I think I care a little bit more about the fact that we're in Pennsylvania and my parents just do their best to ignore it. I think uh, when I go to get the mail every day, I get at least two mailers telling me who to vote for, which is really interesting. And then anytime I turn on the TV or even just watching YouTube, it's ads all the time. So I think 
I think just the position I am has made me very aware of how important this election is. But also, I think it's I think it's really fun to be in a swing state during the election. I think being in California is just a little different because everybody knows kind of which way California is going to go. But being in Pennsylvania and like, um, well, both presidential candidates have visited here and also um, different campaigns have had their surrogates come over. I know President, former President Obama was here recently. So it's been fun to kind of go to those uh, drive-in rallies that they've had recently here and there. And it's been interesting to have like, especially like my local news, oddly enough, has covered a lot of the main presidential events. And that's because Pennsylvania is a swing state. Um, it's definitely a little um, anxiety inducing, I'll be honest, because of the amount of information coming my way. But um, if somebody's really interested in this, I, I, I'm i kind of loving it. That's awesome. And have you voted? I have. Yes, I was. Um, thankfully, Pennsylvania has a pretty comprehensive vote by mail process. So I was able to do that with my mom. We did that a couple of weeks ago and our ballots have been counted. Thankfully. Excellent. Excellent. I, How about you? Yep. So Colorado, I'm going to say it, I think has the best vote by mail process. Um, everyone in Colorado who's registered to vote and you're registered to vote when you get your driver's license automatically gets a mail-in ballot. So I've only ever voted by mail. Um, yeah, it's, uh, a super safe and secure way to vote. So I'm glad that Colorado has that in place. Um, and I also received a text that my vote was counted. So excited about that. So we mentioned that both of us voted by mail. Um, and I know Mahima is a treasure trove full of uh, statistics today. So how are students voting at USC? Do you know? Yeah, so I can talk about first kind of how we gathered this data. USC partnered with Tuft, Tufts University's Institute for Democracy and Higher Education. And they have basically a nationwide study on learning, voting, and engagement where they kind of research and do and provide research to these universities about how their students are voting and which major groups are voting more. And they also break it down by first years, uh, sophomores, juniors. They break it down by everything imaginable, including gender and even age demographics, which is really cool to see at a college. But in 2018, this is the most recent data we have because this is the most recent election um, nationwide. But 55.6% um, of eligible voters at USC voted by mail. So this is pretty common. I think this is a common practice at a lot of colleges, especially because USC hosts a lot of out of state and out of country students, but obviously the out of state ones are the ones who can vote. So I think it's pretty interesting, especially because um, vote by mail is a pretty hot topic this election, but for a lot of college students, this is just the way they've been voting, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's definitely the way I've been voting. Um, and yeah, I'm. So if if uh, if listeners haven't haven't caught on by now, this is something Mahima is super involved in on campus. So I'd definitely be interested to sort of chat about the tough study a little more. I think one thing when you know we were interested in doing this podcast, we were excited about it. So we were trying to find um, you know engineers passionate about different different topics leading up to this election. And honestly, it was a little tough. And I think um, you know not necessarily politics, but just um, civic engagement and, and stuff like that. These aren't topics we're discussing a lot as engineers, and these aren't topics we're discussing, you know, amongst peers in the classroom all too much. Um, so, yeah, what are what are some of the statistics on engineers voting? Is that a correct impression or, or no? 
Yeah, uh, before I kind of get into the data, I wanted to say I, I find this particularly frustrating because, you know, Viterbi's mission statement is to engineer a better world for all of humanity. But the reality is with engineering comes a lot of diplomacy and policy. And the fact that I, I do find it frustrating that not enough people get involved in this. And I think sometimes our political process has soured people from feeling like they want to get involved, which is completely valid. But at the end of the day, these solutions and engineers are the ones who are going to be helping solve climate change and election security. So I feel like these conversations are important to have, and I think we need to have be having more of them. Going more into the data of it all, because we are engineers and we like our numbers. Um, recently, um, with the study that Tufts put out on USC, we were able to kind of find um, how the voting broke down by different major groups. So um, within the three groups of majors who voted the least were the CS students. The CS students, um, of all the eligible students in the CS department, 13.1% of them voted. This is in our lowest group. And I think it's, I mean, I'm not shocked by this. Obviously the CS department is within the engineering department. Um, but what's more frustrating is that um, I know a couple of professors who are doing research, particularly with election security and cybersecurity. And like one day CS students could be working on security to protect us from different threats. And it's just a little frustrating to hear that they're not taking this seriously because it's it's definitely an important issue. And I think between all of the different candidates, some of them are split on how to handle this. And then particularly with engineering students overall, 21.5% of us voted in 2018. This was the midterm elections. And I hope we can do better this time around. And I, I think we will. I think um, if we want to kind of transition into talking about USC's voting efforts, I think USC's definitely stepped it up for the 2020 election. Obviously, it's harder to talk to the entire student body when we're not all in the same place, but I think USC's done a really great job through different organizations and getting voter engagement up. Yeah, that's awesome. And we don't want to knock CS students too hard, but I think, you know, across the board, um, it's just not something, it's just not part of the culture. I think so much of not even engineering at USC, but engineering in general to kind of, you know, maybe inch away from these topics. And I, like you said, I know when we were chatting about this earlier, um, there around 21% of USC engineers who voted in the midterms in 2018 was a huge increase over 2016. So it's super exciting to see that this is kind of getting embedded in engineering more. And I think even in our coursework, um, there are classes that are kind of forcing us to, to talk not necessarily about, about policy, right? So, you know, even we, we had a course, I know we've done a podcast on it about um, engineering for the refugee crisis, right? I know now there's um, a class sort of dealing with pandemics. We have design challenges that deal with these things. And I think we confront these issues in such like a, you know, sort of systematic engineering way that we kind of forget like, oh, there's this, there's this policy side that, that needs to work with, with us on this. So I, you know, I think I, I'm excited to see kind of that fusion a little bit um, kind of click for, for all of us a little more. Um, so that's great. And then, like you said, kind of transitioning to, to what USC is doing for getting out the vote. Um, I know the Galen Center, which is our, our basketball arena, um, is, uh, is going to be, uh, a polling center essentially from October 30th 
all through election day on November 1st. So at this point, already um, a couple of days of voting at the Galen Center. And this was really the work of the um, student athletes pushing for this and the USC Athletic Black Lives Matter action team. Um, so I think it, it's great to see to see that that resource open for, for people who need to vote. Yeah, I'm incredibly excited about it. And it's also really nice to know that you know, our university does realize how important voting is in general and how it's a civic right and responsibility. So I think it's I think it's incredible that they are trying to make it easier for people to vote. Yeah, totally agreed. So, you know, we we're kind of talking about um, the election at this point, engineering. But one thing we haven't talked about yet is um, how involved you've been um, in, I guess, political action kind of your your whole time um at usc so far um so do you want to chat about that kind of fill the listeners in yeah sure um i find it really funny because when i talk about how early on i started working on this election i feel like um, a lot of people weren't paying attention to the election by the point i was actually working in it um i started working um for vice president biden's campaign in the summer of 2019 and this was right at the beginning when there were about 20, 20 candidates on the Democratic side and more were just joining in. And I, I spent my summer in Iowa getting to talk to voters and getting to attend events with the vice president. And it was, it's probably one of the best things I've done at USC so far because um, I'd never been to Iowa. And I think Iowa is a really interesting place to be in for politics, especially because um, Iowa caucuses, they're the first state that votes in primaries. And uh, what you'll start to realize is how how much responsibility Iowans see in this process. And um, it was really great because also, even if I wasn't working on the campaign that day, I would go to a coffee shop and I would just run into different different candidates. I think one time we saw Bill de Blasio at a coffee shop when he was still in the race. So it's just, it's kind of telling because they're always campaigning and talking to voters in Iowa. And it was, it was a great experience. I got to do that with... Um, about nine other USC students. Um, the USC um, Unruh Institute of Politics sent a cohort of 10 students to different campaigns in Iowa, Republican and Democrat. And it was really fun um, to get to see that from a student perspective, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, it definitely is interesting kind of thinking back to to the primaries and, and caucuses. It seems like a lifetime ago now that we're, we're here, um, really at election day, pretty much. Um, and then you've also been involved in an organization called Vote SC. Can you talk a little bit about what that organization is and what your role in it, in it was? Yeah, sure. So I was part of Vote SC um, right, yeah, right about the same time I was voted. Um, I was part of the um, campaign as an intern, and Vote SC's main goal was to get the student body engaged in voting because they realized this group of students who started it, um, primarily public policy students, realized how important it was for students, especially young students, to have their voices heard, especially in this election. I think um, I think 18 to 35 year olds will make up a really big voting block. So it's really important for us to vote. And I think at USC in particular, they started to realize that not a lot of people were voting and not a lot of people were engaged and that the school could be doing more. So they formed an organization and they partnered with TurboVote to consistently send out emails to people when they could be registered to vote and when they should vote. And I think 
Um, talking about kind of the data, we can definitely see a big increase in the voter registration and voter engagement from 2014 to 2018 and hopefully to 2020. And I think they've been doing excellent work. They've had this year, um, it's been a little more of a challenge. Obviously, they anticipated being on campus with everybody, but they've done a really great job of transitioning online to having discussions about voting itself and different careers in politics. And I think I think it's a great group of students who are really, really interested in just making sure that everybody's voices are heard. Um, my role in it, I started more as a general member and I continue to help them with different events. And um, a lot of the stuff that I do is trying to help on the engineering side. I think um, one of my goals with my time here at USC is just to get the engineering student body to be more engaged, not necessarily politically, but just to make sure that they understand how important it is to have their voice heard. Because I think at the end of the day, regardless of what party you vote for, voting is incredibly important because it's our right as the people of America. But um, it's it's the one tangible way that we have of making change when we want it. So I think um, vote has, has been a really great part of that overall. Yeah, and it's a it's a nonpartisan organization. And and for example, some of the stuff they've been doing in in the recent weeks is just identifying places you can mail your ballot on campus, just kind of like information like that, that can really help um, people, people get out and vote. So that's awesome. And one thing I'm curious, so you're um, studying industrial and systems engineering, but, you know, policy and and really politics um, is something that you're really interested in. What sort of connections do you see in your classes with with this sort of work? Because, you know, we were talking about earlier how I do think sometimes engineers kind of just block this side out. But I think especially with ISC, you can you can definitely see see some connections. Yeah, and I'm so glad you brought this up because I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough in the ways we can intersect engineering and policy in general. And I'm currently taking a class called Human Factors in Work Design. And I'm writing a research paper on ballot designs and how that can impact the more confusing a ballot design can be, um, how long it takes for voters and voting lines. Because we know, especially this year, especially with the pandemic, we've just seen voting lines get so long. And at some point, it's it gets really hard to vote. So I've been researching different ballot designs all the way from 20 or 2000 when um, Bush v. Gore happened. And I was looking at what makes who designs ballots and why we choose certain things and also talking about how different demographics are able to understand the design better. So uh, that's been really fascinating. I'm still working on that project, but I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I think what's really great about ISC is it's, I feel like ISC is engineering, but in ways you don't think about it. Um, I recently read a paper from um, an ISC professor from the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and she talked about different ways to make voting efficient and safe, which is really important in a pandemic, but you know, we never talk about, I, I never talked about this stuff from a engineering perspective. She talks about that the layout of polling locations and where ballot boxes should be laid so that there's more flow of voters and people are able to get in easier and get out easier. And and to read this stuff was really interesting because I feel like, as we've said before, I just don't feel like a lot of engineers are directly involved in having these conversations. And yet, most of the times we're best prepared and best equipped to be, to be having these conversations. And um, I'm really excited about the work that's happening in the field with election security and voting in general, because I think if anybody's going to solve this and make it more efficient and safe to vote, it's going to be engineers. Totally. That's awesome. Well, I think this is 
super interesting. Our message uh, will definitely be vote, but kind of in this podcast, Mahim and I are next going to be talking to some first-time voters um, here on campus. So yeah, I think the message for this podcast is really just leaning up to the election, seeing how students are engaged, how engineers are engaging. Um, and yeah, any other final final thoughts, Mahima? Hey, y'all, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know that we have a number of campus visit programs available to you right now. If you want to check out what campus is like, if you want to learn more about the Viterbi School of Engineering, go to viterbi.link slash visit. That's V-I-T-E-R-B-I dot link slash visit, where you can learn about our Viterbi visit experiences that happen on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have some virtual events that happen on occasional weekdays and occasional Saturdays. Plus, we have some transfer virtual admission sessions where you can learn all about how to get those courses ready for transferring. We want to meet you. We will have lots of opportunities to do it and it's happening all summer long but get your registration in now at viterbi.link slash visit hope to see you soon um i think my message is just the same as yours but i think it's really important for people to understand that voting is a right but it's also a responsibility you have to think about all the people in our country who can't vote and how your vote can help them but also as I said before, like voting is the one way that we can really change the system to work for us if we don't feel like it's working for us. So I think I think social media and just the way our world is structured now in such a digital format, it's, it's very easy to look at our problems and complain about them. But voting is the one opportunity that we can really put these complaints into action. And, and I think that everybody should use that wisely. And I think if you're a USC student, we have so many resources out there for you. We want you to be able to vote and we want you to be able to vote safely. And I hope you can find that we're doing that. And for anyone else who's interested, you know, just it's, there's so much, there's so many resources out there that at this point, it should not be a hassle. People are making it really easy to vote. And I think if you're an engineering student, you should really consider how the problems you're going to solve one day, you're going to need politicians and public policy people on your side to help you get those ideas across. So just remember how important your voice can be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to be um, engaged politically, but I think this election is super important to vote. So uh, looking forward to, to seeing everyone getting out and voting. All right, well, we're going to move on to, to chatting with with some other other voters next. So thanks so much, Mahima. I learned a lot today, so thank you. Of course. All right, welcome to the podcast, Cameron. I'm super excited to have you here. Um, we are, <laughs> thanks for, yeah, thanks for being here. So we're two days away from election day and I'm excited to have you here because you're a first time voter in this election, correct? Yes. Awesome. Yes. So before we get into that, first, can you just introduce yourself, um, what year you are, what you're studying, where you're from? Yeah, so I'm a sophomore. I'm studying computer science and business administration, and I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. Awesome. Thanks, Cameron. So I guess just to start out, um, for this election, I think for me, this is the first time I've ever voted in a presidential election. I think everyone at USC is probably almost in the same position, um, and this is your first time voting. So um, why are you compelled to vote in this election? Why is it important to you to, to get out and vote this year? Well, yeah, I think it definitely just starts because 
I mean, I think that like you're kind of where your background comes from is like very important. It's like I know growing up, my parents were always like, you have to vote. You always have to vote. Like there were so many sacrifices that were made for you to vote. So like whether you're a minority or whether you're a woman, like there were times where you couldn't vote and people worked really hard so that way you could give the option to. So it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of doing the right thing. And then plus like it's a really way to make change because I feel like a lot of times you feel like, oh, it really doesn't matter. But like it's like the paradox where the less like the, the less you think it matters, the more it actually does matter. And so as an engineer, I'm like, well, I'm not going to just like make the paradox be true. Like I'm going to vote to make sure it matters. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Mahima and I were talking about this earlier too. I think it's, I think especially now it's really easy to be um, like discouraged about our political atmosphere. And, you know, sometimes it definitely feels like, will this matter? But um, it matters. And it's so important that we all get out, get out and vote. So first of all, I'm super excited. Um, and I guess just what what's your what's your feeling coming up a couple of days before the election day? Have you already voted? Did you vote by mail? Um, yeah. Well, how 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 did your voting work? So it was really great. So I actually voted for the primaries. So that was like my first initial, official time of voting voting um, awesome. in the primaries. So that was really nice. So it was really cool to see the candidates. It was really good because like primaries are a great way since like everybody's like oh like I don't know who to vote for. They may not win. It's a great way. It's like, we'll pick the person you actually want to do it and then like pick someone else later like in the general stuff. Like that was pretty cool. But I voted in person. So I did early voting since, you know, it's there. There was like literally me and my mom, like one of the person in the voting booth. So like it was pretty Corona safe. And yeah, I just voted in person. It was like really seamless, really smooth. And it was nice because I got a chance to like really research the ballot beforehand. So I got like a sample ballot online to research all like, you know, the judges and the prosecutors and the district attorneys and like the aldermen. And like the, the senators really understand like who all this voting with their platforms are instead of just voting on like the, the big race mm-hmm. so, so i really got a chance to like really understand everything so like i feel like all the votes count instead of just like, the top the top level right right yeah that's such a good point i think a lot of times and i definitely um am and uh guilty of this too you know there's so obviously there's so much focus this year on the presidential race i think there is a lot of focus on the senate too which is important but um like our local local policy is really important too, like district attorney, like you said, all of these things, it's important to, to, to fill in all the boxes. So that's awesome. Um, and I guess just kind of backing up a little bit to, to kind of um, here at USC for you, I know you um, have been in Chicago a lot of this semester, but I'm curious, like in your engineering classes, you're studying computer science and business administration, like are your friends talking about the election? Is it is it a point of of uh, is it a is it a, is it a topic for you all? Because I think uh, one thing that we were just chatting about before, engineers have a tr- have a alarming trend of you know not talking about these kinds of things and, and also not voting. We've seen at USC. So what what's the vibe there? <laughs> yeah, you know, I definitely think that more recently that has definitely come up more. Um, Less in classes, but more so in organizations, like outside engineering organizations. Um, everybody's just really been focused on voting um, recently because I just feel like a lot of times since we're STEM majors, it's like, oh, you know, I'm science based. I don't really care about like, um, you know, political parties, political opinions. And it's like, oh, I'm just like very, you know, uh, like by the book, science, math. And it's like that can also like and the law is true. A lot of times that can kind of be twisted and. Not necessarily. It's not always apolitical. It very much has like a politics to it, as we've seen like from a variety of issues like going on in the world. So I definitely say that now more so than ever. Like people ask like in our class the other day, like oh like will we be having lecture on you know election day? So that even though the professor said yes, like our professor, our like <laughs> you know, 
we're not required to go to lecture anytime. We can always watch the recording. It's like there's no penalty for not going to lecture. And you can go to lecture at any one of the three times. So like that was just a flexibility before then. But it's great because if you want to vote on election day, you can always just miss the recording and then just go to office hours or like just go see the professor at a different time if you didn't do it. So if people are asking like on our piazza posts, like, can we vote? Like, you know, um, are like what are the resources? Like even our groups have like for the class, which has like a hundred and something people, they put in like, make sure you guys vote. So there's definitely been a lot more talk this year about making sure you vote like resources to do it, ways to be safe and do it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I think one thing too, um, there, like you were talking about earlier, I think sometimes you're like, oh, like pure science, whatever. But there are a lot of interactions between policy and computer science in particular. Like I think CS is going to take on a bigger and bigger role in our elections. Like right now we're talking about fighting misinformation online, like keeping our elections secure, all of these kind of things. Um, I'm just curious, like, what connections do you see between, you know, your major and policy and politics, even if it's not maybe the first thing you think of? Yeah, well, I definitely feel like, as you said, the whole concept of disinformation, misinformation is really important because I know that people can really get misconstrued and it's difficult. It's very difficult to verify a fact. And of course, like we live in a world where like free speech is important. We obviously want to have the ability to say what we would like, but of course we would like to say truthful things. We don't want to spread anything that's like incorrect because if it was going around the internet saying two plus two is five, I think we could all agree let's not teach the children that two plus two is five because that would have <laughs> a lot of issues going on in the world. So I definitely feel like having models and like, I don't know, maybe like a future like AI, like machine learning is able to detect you know, what constitutes or what seems like to be a fake article or something that's like not real and getting out, of, getting rid of it or, you know, maybe flagging it. So it's like, it's still out there, but you know, hey, this is like not um, truthful. And Instagram is already kind of starting to do that where they have different things. Like this has been flagged as like a potentially false, you know, statement, take it at your own risk. Because I just feel like that, like really making sure that the information you're seeing is truthful, but it also would then be important for like the coders to know, well, like who is coding the algorithms that knows what's true and what's not. And so there's a really big area of expertise where like why as a computer science student, we will be coding these algorithms eventually that like tell us well, what's truthful, what's not, what's biased and what's, you know, balanced. But it's like there are coders who are making the decisions to design the algorithms. So as computer scientists, we probably need to be informed on these issues so we don't make mistakes when we code the algorithms. Totally. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's such a good point. Um, like AI ethics, like these sorts of things are things we should be discussing so much, especially um, just like you were talking about, exactly. People at the base level are, are writing this code that, that can flag posts and, and stuff like that. Um, and it's so important that I think as engineering students, we sort of, you know, inform ourselves, like you said, to make sure as we enter the workforce and, and start, I mean, I'm not a CS student. I don't think I'm going to be doing that, but <laughs> for all of those who can do that, um, uh, are informed on the issues. So that's, that's super awesome to, to bring up. Um, and I guess one other thing I'm curious about, um, just being in Chicago um, this semester, like what what's it like in Illinois? Like what are the, is there a lot of like hype around local races or anything? Just like kind of like what's, what's the atmosphere there leading up to the election? Uh, yeah, so I think that Illinois, like we have a, pretty good job so like admittedly like you know any sort of like political you know lanes aside like illinois it's a very uh, open space there's a lot of like encouragement to voting so there's always early voting centers vote by mail like where i don't know how they're doing with the post office but it's open and so there has been a lot of hype and a lot of push we have the um 
we have is called the Dreadhead Census Cowboy. So the Census Cowboy comes around to take your census and make sure you're registered to vote. So they've been really doing that at like all over the city, but in a lot of like primarily minority communities. So that's been pretty fun. Um, and yeah, there's definitely a lot of like important races. So I think that, um, as I said earlier, like about the concept of voting the whole ballot, because of course everybody's concerned with we have a senator for election. Of course, the president, our mayor is on the, the off term in 2018 and now 2022. But we have like our district's attorney, which is like, you know, a very important race because we had a new district attorney. And so, you know, things were going well, but then the pandemic kind of sent things off. And so now there's a contention. Well, should we continue with this person? Should we try something else? Like that's a contentious race there. And then, like, again, a couple of the judges who, like, serve on the courts, you know, should we elect like those? Should we get new ones? So a lot of those other races, like, races that really impact, like, Chicago issues, it's like, those are some of our main issues. Because the president, the senators, they help a lot, you know, of course, but it's the local things that really cause the most change. And so that's kind of what it's looking for in Illinois. But, yeah, they're really making sure everybody is registered to vote, going to vote, because the turnout's okay. But, like, we know that people can turn out a lot more than they should be right now. So they're doing a pretty good job of reaching people. That's awesome. And then I guess just more on the personal side, um, you said you like went to the voting center with your mom. What was the feeling of voting like for president for the first time for, you know, these other races that are super important for you? I mean, it was it was it was like a, um, a mixture of like a little nervousness, a little excitement just because, you know, again, like I remember like in 2016, like really getting the election. So I was like following the election. I bought, you know, like campaign merch and it was like, it was really cool supporting it. But then I stepped back at the end of the day and I was like, well, I really don't have a voice. And I mean, Illinois like politics are like proportional, something else, like given it's like standings in the past, but it's like, now it's very much different because I feel happier. Like, because not only like, do I have these views, but I'm also able to then like, you know, express these views in a way that like could actually matter. So I feel like that's something that's like, you know, really important. So it was always, it was nice to see. I was really happy. I'm like, wow, like, my opinion actually matters to something like I can change, potentially change the outcome of like how my, like how my city and like how my, my state looks. So that was something for me that I, I took a lot of pride and I was really happy because, uh, and like when I left out of thing, like, you know, one of the ladies like put my ballot and like she was like, she was like, oh, like first time voters. So that was very nice too. So it was just overall a really fun experience. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, uh, didn't get the first time voter clap for on, on my end, but because I oh. voted by mail, I voted by mail. But I, I feel that nervousness. I was just like scared I was gonna mess something up or like, oh my gosh, like if I accidentally circled the wrong bubble or something like that. But I think I think I I managed it okay. Um, that's awesome. I guess just kind of you know wrapping up. What what message do you have for like other you know, engineering students or anyone, anyone really kind of in the days leading up to the election. Hey everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says, send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there, send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now back to the episode. I mean, I think that my biggest message really is to just, you know, vote. I mean, it just, just vote. I feel like, I feel like it's vote. Even though it's before the election, like my, my, my strategy going up, going up to the election, I would say vote, vote early and vote the whole ballot. So since it's, you know, it's not early anymore, I just say vote and vote the whole ballot because admittedly, like 
anything that we do, like the government is involved in your job, whether you believe it or not. We live in SoCal. People work for aerospace defense contractors for the government. We work for companies that are regulated by the government. So the government and politics is in our lives, whether we want it to be or not. And so it's better to, you know, have a say in that. Like we have, we, you know, rate our professors and we, you know, tell people, hey, you shouldn't type this professor, don't take them, or you should like give a feedback for your TAs. Like we have all these ways to provide feedback to make our college experience good. So we have the same option here on a much larger scale to do a much bigger impact. And so regardless of whatever you believe in, like you have a, you have a power to do something. So just do it. And again, just vote the entire ballot because it's important. Like each one of those things, it adds up, you know, you don't get an A in a class because you do well on one quiz, you get an A class because you do well on all the quizzes. So just kind of just do it because it'll, it'll work out in the end. And uh, it's like the most important thing you can do to show up and make sure your voice is heard. That's awesome. Could not have said it better myself. I love that vote and vote the whole ballot. Thank you so much, Cameron. And yeah, super glad to have you here today. Thank you for having me. All right, welcome to the podcast, Alex. Alex is has been on the podcast before, uh, but she's often uh, behind the scenes editing. So a lot <laughs> of your podcasts are brought to you by Alex. Um, but today we're talking about voting, which I think is the most important thing right now, more than anything. And Alex, you just voted today, right? Yeah, this morning, about two hours ago, I voted. And it was really exciting because it was my first time uh, actually getting to vote in person. Uh, so it was a good experience. That's awesome. Can you just like tell us about it a little bit, like how to go? I know you said you were thinking about voting by mail and then you decided to go in it and vote, vote in person with your mom, right? Yeah. So um, originally my whole family was going to vote by mail, but then we realized within a five mile radius, we actually had three voting centers open up um, all today. And so we kind of figured, you know, why not? We figured with three, it would be pretty safe because we figured people would kind of disperse and it wouldn't be super crowded. So we went, we checked it out and it was, there weren't a lot of people there. So my mom was like, why don't we just vote in person? Or we, I mean, we could have just dropped off our mail-in ballot, but we went in and it was really funny. I was actually wearing a USC shirt. And as soon as I walked in the door, the guy who was kind of directing people where to go and, you know, how to social distance, he goes, hey, fight on. And I said, hey, fight on. And he goes, uh, Viterbi class of 86 or something. And he goes, so what are you majoring in? And I told him I was an industrial and systems engineer. And he goes, oh, so you're a Viterbi too. And so we got to chat uh, really quick. And he was like, go ahead, go vote. And he was like, don't forget to fight on. And it was just kind of sweet to see the Trojan family really does follow you everywhere. Um, I was also feeling kind of nervous, as silly as this may sound. I was worried that I was going to like screw something up or like not know how to use the machine correctly. Um, because I know like in my area, they had just updated the machine. So they're really new, really high tech. And it was so much easier. I had nothing to worry about. Um, but then also before that, when I was checking in, the lady who was checking me in, she also saw my shirt and was like, that's my daughter's dream school. So we were talking more. And so it it made me happy to see how many people uh, you know, from my area really support the Trojan family. And my mom did the whole proud mom thing where she said, oh my God, it's my daughter's first time voting. And this woman got so excited for me and she was like, congratulations, this is a huge deal. Thank you for coming out to vote. Like, it's so important that young people are voting. And then she turned to everyone who was working with her. There's probably like 30 people in this auditorium. And she goes, everyone, we have a first time voter. And then people just stopped and started clapping and people were like, congratulations, it's so important you're doing this. And it just made me feel really good because I, I guess I didn't think it was like that big a deal. Like, I think it's so important that everyone needs to vote, but I guess it was kind of nice to be recognized for it. Yeah. Uh, so awesome. it, was, it was kind of a cool experience. 
That's super cool. And I also realized when you were saying your major, I totally failed to let you introduce yourself. Do you want to <laughs> just quickly tell everyone, you know, what you're yeah. studying, what year you are, where you're from, all that? Of course. Uh, so I guess I'll reintroduce myself. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm majoring in industrial systems engineering, but I'm a junior from Palos Verdes, California, and that's where I got to vote this morning. So kind of a small town, which is why I think this interaction happened. Very small town vibes, but it was very fun. That's awesome. Um, so I guess just to kind of get it started, I know Mahima and I are here today and we've been talking about this a lot lately, but first off, just what compelled you to vote in this election? Why is this election important to you? I think just with everything going on in the world today, I think it's so important that we use our voice. And I think that's something, you know, I've really been trying to focus on and just trying to like develop for myself is like using my voice. And I feel like voting in election is kind of the best way to do that. I know with the presidential election specifically, it's kind of hard because of the electoral college, but it's like your vote still counts. And no matter what, even if you're in a place like me, where it's like very clearly going to go one way, like you still need to vote. Um, I think also more specifically voting for, you know, my local representatives is also really important. And that's the biggest reason why I wanted to vote. Um, also, because the area I come from is pretty split. Um, my neighbors have been having a sign wars. Uh, with like the Republican Party versus the Democratic Party. And it's been pretty entertaining. But, you know, coming home from college and seeing that split, you know, on my own street, it made me really want to make sure my voice was heard and that my opinion um, got counted. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I think we were, we've been kind of chatting about that this throughout too, you know, so important to vote and vote down the ballot um, because those elections count as well. Um, and one thing that's interesting, I'm curious, sort of your perspective, you started to talk about this coming from California and more specifically kind of Southern California, Palos Verdes, it's about maybe 30, 40 minutes from campus. Mm -hmm. Um, Mahim and I were chatting, uh, about coming from swing states. So what it's like, what's it like coming from California? A little bit different than a swing state. It is, it is pretty different. We are a very blue state, um, which really lines up with kind of like the way that I voted and like my ideals kind of like for politics, which is something I feel like I've always taken for granted. Um, but it wasn't, I guess until high school that I realized my specific area is pretty split between red and blue, which I've always thought was really interesting because California is a predominantly blue state. You forget that there are, you know, big pockets of red. Um, and I think a lot of people in my area are like very outwardly red too, which is great. Like, I think it's really important to be firm in what you believe in, but I think it's, it's caused some conflicts up here. Um, a lot of people have been butting heads because I feel like now more than ever, I feel like people are really divided in a way that, you know, it wasn't like that. Cause I feel like my parents, my dad also grew up in this area and he was telling me, you know, before like people didn't really care if you're red or blue, you kind of respected everyone's opinions. And now I feel like there's, there's clashes all the time. Like, I kind of mentioned this earlier, my my neighbors have this like sign war going on, like my neighbors across the street um, put a Trump Pence picket up. And so the neighbors next to them made sure to put a bigger Biden Harris picket up and made sure it was facing towards their front door. So my neighbors across the street made sure to get a big Trump Pence flag and put that up and make sure that that was up and put another sign up. And then my neighbors across from me put up a vote for Nala sign. And Nala is their dog, kind of just, I guess, to say, like, don't get too into it. Respect each other's opinions at the end of the day. Um, 
but I thought that was interesting. My neighbors from across the street are also from the South. They just moved here. So I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah, that is interesting. And I, I know one thing that's got to be different too, is your home, this election cycle, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you've been uh, taking school at home um, with your family, you know, your family home and not at USC. I wonder, um, does that, do you think give a, a, I mean, it sounds like that's a pretty different experience than what it'd be like on a, on a college campus. I think for sure. Um, I think it's really interesting. Politics was kind of something my parents never liked to talk about. Actually growing up, my parents instruct me they're like don't talk politics with people it's just going to end in arguments and I really think it's because I'm from an area that's pretty divided so it's like if you're outwardly saying your opinion you know you might start an argument with somebody who doesn't believe that same way so it was really interesting for me because it was something my parents never wanted to talk about until this year until this election um, because they felt so strongly about it and so strongly about like you know the younger generation like voting and so it was it was really kind of nice getting to talk to my parents and kind of like you know, talking about some of the propositions and, you know, maybe why they were voting yes and why I was voting no and having that conversation. And, and I like even uh, convinced my dad, I, I wish I remember which one I'm kind of blanking. I kind of forgot which one is which, cause I like was writing them all down, but um, my dad was originally going to vote no for something. And I think I convinced him to vote yes. And so it, it was nice kind of having that dialogue with them because I feel like they had a different perspective going in for the most part. Whereas I feel like the people I surround myself in college, we kind of view things the same way. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about my conversation with Audrey is how we talked about engineering students and how sometimes we can find it frustrating that not a lot of them participate in the political process. But I was just wondering how being an engineering student and taking these kinds of classes uh, changed your view on politics or policy in general? Um, that's a great question. I think honestly, like politics was never really something that I was really interested in until I saw some of my friends, you know, at USC who were like really, really passionate about it. I know um, actually Mahima, because of you, like because of your involvement with the Biden-Harris campaign, I like looked more into the Biden-Harris campaign. Um, and so that was really interesting for me. But I think class specific wise, you know, I've had a couple professors kind of stay, say like, you know, it's, it's really important to use your voice, cast your vote. Um, but I feel like that's really the extent to which it's gotten because I, I feel like a lot of professors just like don't want to step on people's toes, at least my professors this year, or like, um, you know, state their views too much. So I don't know if my classes have really affected it. But I've also noticed that people in STEM kind of just really stay in the STEM world and don't really go anywhere else. Yeah, definitely. That's something we chatted about that uh, it seems like historically the trend at USC, and we keep getting at that at this, is that engineers have not voted um, at the same rate that, that other fields of study do, and it's quite a bit less. Um, I guess, what Alex, what do you think? What, why is it important that engineers specifically have their voice heard, um, you know, or that not specifically over anyone else, but why is it important that engineers are a part of this conversation, are a part of policy conversations, are involved in politics, etc.? Um, I think, you know, policy is kind of like the backbone of our country. And I think to the same effect, engineers are also a big part of the backbone of our country. You know, they're the people doing everything from designing cars to airplanes to kind of like the efficiency of your everyday life. Like, we are especially right now so dependent on computers and technology and that really all comes from engineers and so i think being a big part of the backbone of the country i feel like the way policy is written and like enacted it really affects us 
um, you know, implementing these things. And I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily make those connections. And I, I don't even know if that's a connection you can make, but I think that's really my thought process of why it's, it's so important for engineers to be involved. Totally. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I'm in agreement with that. I think, uh, I know for me, uh, my really formal technical education has informed that, you know, and that that's a big part of my belief system. So I think, you know, yeah. even if we're not discussing these things directly, it's so important to bring them into context. Um, and I'm kind of curious, you know, both of you are studying industrial and systems engineering. Do you feel like this election, maybe your friends are talking more about politics or it's a little more about a little more in the, in the chat amongst each other. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't think so. No. Um, I, I feel like that's <laughs> the thing is I feel like I do a lot of stuff outside of the engineering school that's very much involved with policy and politics. And I get a lot of, there's definitely a lot of action going on there, but I think like the most, um, like Alex was saying, a lot of professors are just continually encouraging students to uh, get out there and make sure their voices are heard, um, heard. And I think this is a really great opportunity to continually talk about what the Trojan family and USC in particular is do doing to help get out the vote. You know, Audrey and I talked about Vote SC and we talked about the Galen Center opening up as an uh, polling center. And then there's a bunch of other things going on. Um, Annenberg, our School of Journalism and Communications is hosting a town hall on election day. They're also doing comprehensive coverage with our student journalists. And then Dornsife, our Center for the Political Future is having an entire conversation, an entire conference actually on November 13th about the election and what went on. And then our Student Health Center is also doing election stress workshops. Cause I think, I think everyone <laughs> finds this election stressful and. What's really different is this is one of the first elections where we're not going to get results the day of. So mm -hmm. I think I think a lot of students have been feeling that stress. And I think it's really great that USC has recognized this and not only are helping to mobilize their students, but also taking care of them in the process. Totally, totally. Yeah. And that's actually an interesting question. What Alex, what are what are your feelings going into election day? I know today you're excited. You just voted. What does this weekend look like? I, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just stress. I feel like this entire summer, like leading up to this election, I feel like in the back of my head, I've just kind of had this anxiety because, you know, the results are really going to affect so much of what's going to happen in the next four years. And I think that's, you know, really scary to see, you know, how like with the future, with everything that's been so changing, um, how much more the future could change based on these results. And I think, you know, not knowing when we're gonna know i think that's also really 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 nerve-wracking um and i think like it's been making me more anxious than i've realized to be honest totally i'm i'm in the, i'm in the same boat as you but i'm super excited to to hear you got out and voted today um all three of us on this call we've all voted now so that's awesome um and i hope young people across the board turn out and vote so any, any last thoughts from either of you? No? Well, I'm going to say it again. If you're listening to this, stop listening and go vote if you haven't. So, um, and if you're in Southern California, um, like we've said, there's a lot of, a lot of polling centers and we've mentioned this before, but if you go to IWillVote.com, you can get information about how you can go, go for it and vote. So thanks everyone. Awesome. And we're back. I 
Mahim and I both already voted, but I'm excited for everyone who just listened to this podcast to go vote. Yeah, I voted, what was that? I don't know, weeks ago, uh, which is phenomenal because then I don't have to worry about going anywhere. Um, You dropped it off and LA County has ballot boxes everywhere. And and the library down the street from my house had one. So we went and dropped it off. so this is a, uh, a silly question, but you always, you know, when you went to go vote back in the day, you put on your I voted sticker when you walked out of the polls. I have my I voted sticker. Was I supposed to wear it that day? I, what, what are we, what are we doing with this? Are we wearing it now? Like are we, I, I need, I think I need a button so I can wear it multiple times. Right. <laughs> I didn't get a sticker because, well, I voted by mail, but I dropped off um, my ballot at the appropriate location, but I didn't get a sticker. It was only for in Pennsylvania. They're only giving it to people who voted in person on election day. So um, I'm going to try to get a sticker and then I'm going to keep it because um, I feel like this election was very uh, near and dear to my heart. So I'm going to keep it and frame it for hopefully one day when I go to work in the White House. My very first uh, election I voted in, I, I held, I, I kept the receipt and I kept the sticker. I put the sticker on the receipt. I, I still have that somewhere. It was the very first election I voted in. It was actually at USC. It was at um, uh, the three two, which you don't call it that anymore. Um, what is the little restaurant like on Thirtieth Street, like across, like on Hoover? Study Hall. You guys call it oh, Study Hall. Study Hall. Oh my God. See, I used to call it something else entirely. So, it's oh no, the no, the two nine. It was called the two nine because it was on 29th Street back in the day. It was 29th Street Cafe, so we called it the two nine. Um, but that's where that's where I went to vote. That's awesome. Yeah, in Colorado, um, everyone gets a mail-in ballot. Um, as we have, I think since 2014. Yeah, you're one of the first states that have proven that this is the way to go. Yep, I've only ever voted by mail, and I voted in several elections now. Um, super easy. Um, and as Mahima kind of talks about the way a ballot is written, uh, makes an impact, right? If it's written in a succinct way, it makes it easier for people to vote, which should be the goal. Um, so, but in Colorado, we get a little, I voted sticker, uh, with our mail-in ballots. So, so I, I kind of, I, I love that the mail-in ballot, and obviously the efficiency that the way the ballots have been designed these days are, are a lot better, at least in California. Um, and, but I do kind of miss the the rite of passage of going to this kind of weird old person's home or a, not a weird old person, but a weird home that is owned by an old person or a senior center. And, and it's basically just back in the day, it's just a bunch of old ladies sitting there and, and to have them to talk to them as many times as you can, like, no, that's not my address. No, that's my name. And then have them check it off the rolls in multiple places and they get the ruler out and they line through we're not going to do that anymore. It's kind of the olden days, but it never made sense to me in the first place. Yeah, I I don't have that experience. I can't relate it's, to that one. But It's why we need industrial and systems engineers, Mahima, like you, to get involved in revolutionizing our voting system. So I want to, I want to talk seriously about this whole lack of representation in the voting block from students studying engineering. Um, you brought it up about computer science students. What was the stat? 13 something? Yeah, um, in 2018, which was our um, US midterm election, 13.1 students, um, eligible CS voters had voted only 13.1%. And out of all of the major groups at USC, that was one of the lowest turnout groups. So if you're listening, CS majors, what are you doing? 
You know, come on, man. I mean, like you, 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 you have opinions on these. I'm not telling you what your opinion should be, but you need to get involved. And I, I think that what ends up happening, this is just kind of an outside perspective of engineering students. This happened. Let's take voting away from the conversation. Um, you all get kind of in zones, mm -hmm. right? CS students sometimes more than others, right? Where you get into this like coding zone and the rest of the world disappears, right? And that's whether you're working on a mechatronics project or they're working on something, like you get in that zone, you, you, you have this really great, efficient prioritization of your life. Um, but in many times things get out of the way. And I think what everybody needs to know is that like build in this voting process as a priority. And now with the flexibility of this, you do it ahead of time, you, depending on your county or state, you mail in, you, you, you drop it off, make that plan for voting. That's what needs to happen. Uh, and come on, everybody needs to voice their opinion in this. And the fact that this is, this is uh, kind of a, it's not really an outlier. It's just more of the peak of a trend that exists nationwide and that people need to get out and vote. And so if you're a voting age, go do that. Um, and, and, and I think that you know, there's, it's only the people, the, the voting age has only been 18 for what, 50 years, 40 years, something like that. Um, because it was changed to be 18 after the Vietnam war, um, because it used to be 21 and there was a righteous uprising of young people saying, I can go to war, but I can't vote. And that's not, there's nothing right about that. There's a new movement about changing the voting age to 16. And I'll stand right here and say, I'm a strong proponent of that. I think 16 year olds have enough information in the world to get out there and vote. And if you're a 16 year old, I'd love to hear what you think. Voting opinions change over time, but you're, you're a considerable part of the country and you need to make sure that your voice is heard. So if you want to get active, Mahima, what are some ways in which students can get active? Maybe that's for the, we've talked about the voting process and how to vote right now, but this is the beginning of a conversation that should last a lifetime. So what should they be doing as they move forward? Yeah, I think I'll first state that one of the most powerful things you can do outside of voting is volunteering for your candidate. I think there's a lot of conversations right now about money and politics, which are viable and valid conversations. However, I think it's the grassroots efforts that really make the difference. I think you'll see, especially in these elections now, there's, I get so many phone calls every day. I get so many text messages and it's, by, it's because of volunteers. They're the ones who are getting the information out and they're the ones who are helping people vote safely. And I think um, back when I was 16 and I was really frustrated what was happening, but I wasn't able to vote, I went ahead and volunteered for the candidate I supported. And that was my way of contributing. And I think I think a lot of people get caught up in the fact that they, they're not necessarily in a financially stable position where they can donate to their, their candidate of choice. And that's completely okay. Donating your time is just as, if not more valuable. I think that's a great way to get started. Yeah, and I think one other thing to add is um, get your friends, get your family members to vote. If you can be a force multiplier um, and remind others to vote, like Mahima was saying, just as a volunteer would, um, that's just as good. So, Is there anything else that we want to talk about as we, we start to wrap this up? Because I don't think we want to get in the way of people voting. No, get to the polls. Yeah, I think the only thing I'll add is I talk about this in the podcast, but I, I'm definitely frustrated with the lack of voter engagement from my fellow engineering students. And I would just say, please remember that any problem that you go on to solve in the world will need people who write policy, will need people who pass laws. So if you are frustrated with the system and you want to complain about it, go ahead and complain, but make sure you vote, please. That is the most powerful way that you can change what's going on and you can have a say in what's going on in this country. 
And I know that complaining is easy and being fed up with the news and everything is easy, but voting is one of the most powerful things you can do. And please, please go do it. There is a somewhat never ending cycle of policy creates technology and technology is creating policy. And this is going to be an ongoing effort because all of this is about society. Everything that we do is about how we live, where we live, who we live with. Um, and this, this sense of uh, quality or equity is something that um, students in engineering should be focused on and should be focused on making sure that we're making the world a better place. And, and that's going to have a hand-in-hand -hand relationship with policy. So the more the people understand that, the more the people will have more effective technology in their future and the, the fact that we'll be able to solve problems in a more efficient way. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, let's get out of the way. Go vote. Iwillvote.com. If you have already voted, check with all of your friends. Get them to vote. Make sure that they know how to vote. Help them figure out how to vote. If they're lazy about it, slap them in the face. Tell them to go vote. All right, everybody. Bye-bye.